Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Just watch me love myself That's all I want Got what I want That's all I want I'm not sorry I'm Claire Fallon And I'm Emma Gray And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about conspiracy theories and Maddie Trizzy Trout. Girl, you don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? I watched all those clips from that live and I still don't know what the hell is going on. If you don't get that reference, look, you obviously haven't been obsessively reading Bachelor News and Gossip Instagram accounts and we count you healthy and lucky for that. That's beautiful for you. Unfortunately, we do know the reference and we're going to share that information with you today. Unfortunately, it is our professional duty. Um, I did refuse to fully commit to that Grant Trout impression, but... I think that was the right decision. I agree. So today we're going to be getting into some of the Bachelor news and gossip that... Because there's just been a lot going on recently and we have not had time to just really dig into it with all of you. So today, it's just the two of us. We're catching up. It's been a crazy summer. The the important morsels. It's been a crazy summer of gossip. And it's been a crazy summer for us. I'm like, when in between all of our vacations and bouts of illness, are we going to have a chance (laughs) to talk about all the crazy shit that's happening in Bachelor Nation? So we finally found a pocket of time. (sighs) I mostly recovered. (laughs) And Emma hasn't left yet. You sound much better. I haven't left the country yet. We're doing great. (laughs) So we have to start with a story that I mean, I don't think we ever wanted to have to to talk about. We didn't want it to be true. We didn't want it to exist. But we can't do a news and gossip episode and not touch on it. It's so fresh. It's still rocking Bachelor Nation. It's the 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 claims of these two women who came forward and said that Nate Mitchell, a uh, recently eliminated contestant on Gabby Wendy's 
half of this season of The Bachelorette, um, that he dated both of them in the last couple of years and actually sort of two-timed them and also kept important information from from one of the women who he dated for around a year and a half on and off, um, including that he was going through a divorce and that he had a child, who, which we all know about his child from watching the show. She claims she only learned about the child when he appeared on The Bachelorette. So this, you know, Nate was Nate was a front runner. Nate was a front runner for our hearts. <laughs> Nate true. was a vaccination favorite. This really rocked the community, I think. Yeah, I mean, overall, the news was just a massive bummer. Like, I think there is this fantasy that we inevitably all kind of buy into in watching this show, which involves getting to crush on the various contestants and getting to, you know, fully buy into the characters. And I, they are real people, but what we are seeing as viewers is in essence a character that the show has made certain decisions to meticulously shape and obviously also shows, you know, particular parts of any given person's personality. Um, and in a sense, you you don't want to know about all the crappy dating mistakes that they all have made. Yeah, we all want to hold on to our fantasies that there are like good men out there. And like watching The Bachelorette over the past few years has just been a Traumatic. constant exercise and <laughs> having those exercise, uh, those expectations, those dreams, those ideals dashed uh, on the pavement. But Basically, last week, Reality Steve posted a blog um, sharing the stories of two women, Kelsey and Larie. Um, they did go on the forward. record, yeah. which is something that Steve has put a lot of importance on, which makes complete sense to me. Um, he did share screenshots. Like, yeah. to me, it was a definitely a compelling, it was yeah. a compelling report. My, both... Many of my questions about it are more existential and not about should we believe what these women are saying or like yeah there are a lot of receipts um i think that kelsey especially she had a longer relationship with nate she met kelsey and he met kelsey in january 2020 and they dated for about a year and a half it was not like hardcore intense exclusive the whole time it kind of ebbed and flowed they didn't it seems like start getting serious in her mind until around a year into dating but they were involved. You know, she was introduced to his group of friends. They were seeing each other romantically. Um, during this time, apparently, according to Larie, uh, Kelsey later found out he was going through a divorce. He wasn't, according to Larie, divorced until December of 2020. Um, but he didn't meet Larie until about January 2021. He met yeah. her on Tinder. She lived in Atlanta. He is in. Chicago. And he began seeing her as well, just as Kelsey thought that she was getting serious with Nate. They're, they both shared texts and photos of themselves with Nate, which seemed to show that he was with both of them at this time, that he was sending them really intense affirmations of his feelings and intentions toward them. And, you know, they both celebrated Valentine's Day together that year. And what happened with Luria is that she learned through Nate's friends that he was also dating Kelsey. And they were like, oh, another girl. And she was like, what? 
And so she ended things. They only dated for a a couple months. Yeah. Um, But she did learn about Kelsey's Instagram from this. So later in August of that year, she saw that Kelsey was deleting pics of Nate on Instagram. Nate and Kelsey were going through a rough patch at this point. And she reached out to Kelsey and shared what she had discovered earlier that year that he had been seeing them at the same time. Kelsey and Nate continued to kind of be involved um, or to make some more attempts at talking and getting back together. But that completely ended around Thanksgiving of 2021. And so she never knew that he had a daughter. Um, She didn't know that he had been married. Um, That's a story that also wasn't told on the show and that I don't think he has addressed um, himself. Which is fine. It's fine. It's, it's, I just mean that, like, I, I, we only know that he's married from Kelsey Lurie. Lurie right. right. Um, that's, that's all I mean by that. Um, so, you know, this is all, it came with a lot of, a lot of screenshots, a lot of photos. I do believe them. I think that, like, it's hard when you get these stories after what happened with Jenna and reality, Steve. Um, where there were text messages, there did seem to be receipts showing that this woman, Jenna, had gone on Bachelor in Paradise with a sugar daddy back home and that she was playing this guy, Jordan, that she met on the show and got engaged to on the show and that it was all some sort of like perverse hoax on her part. And it ruined Jenna's reputation. And it turned out that it was a hoax and it was all fabricated, which is why I always feel like it's an open question at this point. Like I'm always now a little bit hesitant because there are people who right clearly there are people who will take the time to go so far as to deeply fabricate things in order to but it's not my assumption about not, what's happening here my assumption likely. is that they're telling the truth that's yeah that's I, the, I would say that yeah. the jenna situation is more likely the exception i think it is definitely more likely (laughs) the exception um that was very unusual um my assumption is that they're telling the truth um i do believe them they do have a lot of evidence and it's just very uh, it really has to affect nate's image on the show i mean as someone who is very open and uh, just seemed like such a nice guy. Like that was sort of his brand. He's like nice, sincere, romantic guy. And um, so the the like F boy antics are at, at odds with that inevitably. Yeah. It definitely complicates his image. I, I don't think that it necessarily means that he was trying to play Gabby or like, you know, I, I think it's it's hard to interrogate what a person's crappy dating history means it's certainly not a green flag um (laughs) but there are it's not as though it's impossible to be a dick and then not be a dick right yeah it's like what i feel as confident about you know setting him up on a date with my friend after hearing these stories no absolutely not um But at the same time, you know, it doesn't necessarily seem to rise to the level of some of the other scandals we've had about contestants on The Bachelorette. And so there is like a little bit of hesitation, you know, to to say, oh, we should go as hard as we have 
in the past about the Bachelorette casting men who have done really criminal things to women in the past. You know, you know, people have been cast yes. and allegations have come out about sexual assault and intimate partner violence. Domestic abuse. And yeah. So there are these, you know, that's to, to, that's a clear red line and that's a casting failure you know if there's some sort of record um that's also in my opinion criminal allegations allegations of abuse allegations of assault these are things that in my mind like absolutely rise to the level of this story must be amplified this is in the public interest for this to be a news story and something that is elevated to that level. And I think that this sort of dating history stuff falls into a tough sort of middle ground gray area, because in a sense, I understand why you might get that information. Uh, You know, someone with a platform gets that information and it's like, that is relevant. You know, this person is being given all of this extra sexual and romantic capital by virtue of this show. On the other hand, there is a really big consequence and really big set of consequences to being publicly shamed at the level that Bachelor Nation is is capable of kind of doling out yeah. mass harassment publicly. Um, and I just also, and I said this on Juliet Littman's podcast, Bachelor Party, I this is not meant to excuse anyone's bad behavior because this is, to be clear, this is very bad behavior. This is a crappy way to treat people. And I understand why Larry and Kelsey, if they were treated this way, would want to talk about it and would find it upsetting to see and Nate I on the show. And I think that they like, have that's... been pretty measured about like, we're not trying to ruin Nate's future, yeah. but like this seems like relevant information, right. so which none I think of this... for Gabby, it would be. Yes. I just want to be clear that none of my questions or criticism are like being levied at them yeah, for their choices to tell their stories. I just, I do think that there is this, there is probably a lot of overlap between men who have been fuckboys or shitty daters. Cheaters. Cheaters and men who want to go on reality television. Yeah. And are extremely conventionally attractive and therefore would be cast on a dating show. It's true. I mean, we've talked about this in the past that like men who go on the show get all of the sexual capital and romantic capital because women like us watch and we we want to believe in what they're selling. We want to believe that there are guys out there who are loyal and kind and also handsome and charming and the whole package, you know, and that enables a lot of the guys to come off the show and and act like huge fuckboys. And that's really frustrating. You know, it seems like we're yes. giving these men, you know, the power to to cause more like emotional wreckage. Um, at the same time, the way that that's counteracted increasingly, it seems like, is for these men to be kind of made examples of. Like, think of what happened to Blake as well, horsemen on, yeah. on Paradise after a stage and, and I know that we have... Like, I count myself as being a a part of that, you know, certainly in the past. Like, it is very easy to get swept up because it does feel like a betrayal to, as an audience member, to a certain extent. Like, it is, and there's also something that I think, especially being a woman who has dated men and had bad experiences and had very little recourse 
for those experiences, there is something to like a math mass catharsis moment of being like, fuck you, shitty dudes. Yeah. Well, it's like at every point, you know, they're just serving the emotional needs of the audience, which is like, we need a, a great guy to believe in and fall in love with. And then when he disappoints that, when he's off the pedestal, we need someone to use as the scapegoat for all of the the frustration and angst and pain that have been inflicted by men that we have dated or or wanted to date. Like, I do think that like it's it's a really toxic dynamic. Um, these yeah. are real people, and I don't like the idea that they're being handed so much sexual capital by virtue of being on the no. show. And I don't like the fact that the only brake pedal is is some sort of like hate swarm. And so this was like. When we saw it starting to like unfold, we were like, oh, every part of this just feels bad. It's like that sinking feeling in your stomach. It feels icky to talk about. It feels icky to think about. It feels icky to then watch the person who's who you're having all these conversations about then on TV. Like it just, it makes everything less fun and less pleasant and not that like my personal fun <laughs> is is the center of it's this a TV but like show it's but part it's a, of it right it's a tv show and like you don't want to get the ick watching every moment of it you know yeah. and I think that I don't know I just think that it's like there are no it feels like there are no good solutions here um and the criticism that I've levied at this reporting is is more just meant to be kind of open questions about the way that we as commentators, as journalists, as fans feed into this ecosystem, build this ecosystem and, and sort of questioning like, are, are the reactions that are doled out like equal to what is being alleged every time? Are we getting swept away? And also, right. Are there which stories are being told and which ones right. aren't? Did Ari need to be banned from Minnesota? You know, I have a lot of questions about how this probably has played out not historically and today. But it is always true when we have these kind of like these kind of uncontrolled audience reactions that like yeah, the question always comes up of like whose yeah, wh- whose backstories are being amplified to their detriment. And that's something we have to be mindful of, especially as the franchise is trying to diversify and not always doing a great yeah. job protecting their um their cast. So that all is important, I think, to keep talking about and considering. It's definitely made us do a lot of reflection about the best ways to like handle contestants who have behaved badly on the show that being said this is gossip like it's not a crime but it is gossip (laughs) and like it is just like kind of wild to do all of this within the last like year and then immediately go on the bachelorette like this shit can come out obviously he knows dustin he knows pilot pete like he i find that to be just like pilot pete and was like can't be worse for me, <laughs> Pete. Honestly, and Pete's Pete's made it through. Yeah. He's still flying. He's still got his wings. So maybe that was the calculation. Also, Nate has not properly responded yet, which we assume I he's mean, limited by contractual um, responsibilities yes. right now. 
He has posted a couple Instagram comments, basically hinting, you know, there are two sides to every story. He said, like, good thing I'm human. Yeah, Dustin Kendrick has has promised an episode of his podcast with Pilot Pete, Bachelors in the City, which will be clearing Nate's name, allegedly. Uh, Haven't seen that pop up on my feed yet. I want to know what a response would be that would, like, quote unquote, clear his name. like. It took Jenna a year to run an investigation uncovering that this was all a plot against her to ruin her name. It doesn't seem like that's the tack he's taking. It's more like no, it sounds like it would be more like we were never exclusive. Like they read. We more were never into exclusive. This. We made I made certain calculations about yeah. know, his daughter or like maybe I don't know the legality of his marriage who knows like I'm sure that there are is context there's always going to be more context to any story right but you know and I said this on Juliet's podcast as well but I think that frankly like the best way to handle this is probably to acknowledge any harm that you might have caused and own that and try to move forward yeah I think that like The thing that would give me the most um, faith that he had learned something from this or that he had like, you know, some right on his side, perhaps would would be to really like come out and say, like, here, here are things that I made mistakes on. Here's my reasoning for doing those things. But like, I own that, like, I, I caused a lot of pain by doing those things. And I hope people will learn from my example. But like, it, it is just like, it's one of those things where you do see why you might be like, oh, I don't want to get my kid involved. But that's not the same thing as not telling someone you're dating that you have a kid for so long. You know, there are these just these things where you could maybe see where there was a kernel of a good idea <laughs> or like I'm just single and dating again. But like maybe don't send a bunch of texts to two women at the same time being like, you're the reason that I feel happiness again. And like you're the only. Right. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm curious uh, if there will be anything beyond kind of the basic, like we weren't really exclusive and I was just like dating a little too crazy post-separation. We'll see. We'll see if that podcast ever drops. I am curious. I do still. I've been waiting. I have have, uh, some empathy for Nate in this, although also a lot of empathy for Kelsey and Larie and just wish everyone the best (laughs) coming out of this. Me too. It also does seem like Nate may still be in the running to be The Bachelor. Um, it's definitely something that is being discussed in the wider Bachelor news ecosystem. His exit post on Instagram has a caption that seems to hint that this could be a pa- possibility you know, uh, he sort of directs his caption to Gabby. He wrote, I cannot express how grateful I am to have shared this experience with you. You are truly an amazing person, both inside and out. From seeing you light up every room you inhabit to the convos that would bring us both to tears, there's not a moment spent with you that I would take back. I'm forever going to be in your corner, and I pray that you find the person that loves you how you deserve to be loved. And then the final line, which I think is what people are kind of latching onto, says, Quote, I strive to become a better person each and every day. My journey continues, dot, dot, dot. It continues. I mean, so he certainly wants to anything. keep his hat in the ring. Yes. I, I, it seems like Mike Fleiss does because Mike Fleiss had a really 
interesting Twitter spasm in response to all of this. Basically, I like, never know what Mike Fleiss is trying to do. Uh, I'm like, is he, he was like, we're going to put our top investigators, <laughs> Rob Mills and some other producer at ABC on the case. We'll see what they turn up. I was like, he's clearly making fun of this, like reporting um, in some sense. But like his jokes are always so confusing and poorly delivered. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, but I don't it's know. Clear you that might he be was making it worse. He definitely was making it worse, but I think he was trying to sort of belittle the idea that this was a real issue and suggested to me that he is invested <sighs> in Nate in some sense. I mean, I also will say the ability to date two women at the same time and really compartmentalize <laughs> that and give them really <laughs> earnest affirmation at the same time. I mean, it's like we probably have had so many cheaters as bachelors. They've probably been yeah, our it's favorite actually, it's like a u- It's like a useful skill set. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of part of the toolkit. But I think the problem is that they just don't have that many good options. Like people keep like, after every season of The Bachelor, we're like, oh, my God, there are 15 perfect bachelorettes to choose from. Which one will they choose? And after every season of The Bachelorette, we're like, well, there's no one left to we'd be willing to yeah, see like, anymore. This is, this is how we ended up with Clayton. They were like, he's just a pliable, sweet dummy who's done nothing. Like, <laughs> I mean, they have overlooked a lot of good candidates who are men of color over the last few seasons. And then not had any good candidates in like the more traditional white bachelor mold. And then they're like Clayton. But I just, I don't think that they have a good well. Like what's their well right now? I'm who, who is it? If it's not Nate, I think if it's not Nate, my guess is Avon. Maybe Avon. That's I mean, my guess. Yeah. If Avon isn't with, cause I do think I could see Rachel's Avon. probably going to end up with Tino. And so if an Avon is going to be like top three, if Jason didn't have a meltdown, I would say maybe Jason. But I actually, you know what? Jason's too reserved. I don't think he could handle Jason it. is so quiet and uncomfortable on camera yeah. and doesn't want to do anything. Yeah, no, I take that back. I think I think Avon is like the only. Yeah. The only real choice. I would watch that season. I would. He's very beautiful. Yeah. I've I, also seen some suggestions floating around that they do a two bachelor season with Ethan and Nate. And that's like the chaotic choice <laughs> it's funny because it's like it's not the best friends like they weren't in the same group like we don't know much about their friendship but you're like do are do they have any rapport beyond, <laughs> right like we lived in a mansion for a couple they're days. just two guys that we liked from this season at various I mean, points Ethan has had some good one-liners i i like ethan i would be happy to see him return but i think he's more likely to be a paradise choice unfortunately <laughs> yeah no i think to me avon is like the the real yeah. candidate Ethan was not heartbroken enough to be bachelor we need to see you weeping on the floor <laughs> but neither was clayton so you know what there are no rules um let's let's move on to another little bit of current season gossip was logan's exit a conspiracy guys dun, dun, dun. poor editing and storytelling during this last episode has really set bachelor nation up to head just like right into conspiracy theory town about logan's covid i saw rumors he like hooked up with a crew member on the ship and like a virgin crew member and that's why they couldn't 
but they wanted to like cover that up or that like someone was like, maybe he bought weed in Amsterdam and brought it on the ship and that they had to kick him off because and wouldn't say it. Like, can't you have weed in international waters? I don't understand why you can't have weed off the coast of Amsterdam. <laughs> and I, I'm just going to say, would it be, would I just love if Logan caused utter chaos and like fell in love with a bosun or like one of the on ship entertainers yes you know that if i yes. wrote a bachelorette rom-com that's what would happen and they would be the heroes 100 percent. i literally have that like something like that in an outline of a potential novel i've like, been <laughs> kicking around like that it like we get it we're into it we love this storyline and we know that of course it has happened to it two women were like pretty pretty intensely shamed within the world of the show for hooking up or with, allegedly hooking up or allegedly hooking up with bachelor uh producers or camera people yeah. and it was used this so like, is like I such just, a good storyline i don't understand why they wouldn't use it even if they had they some sort of did right maybe the they have a contract in virgin like with virgin like don't make our crew like look bad they don't get pulled into storylines you don't have to say who it is like it's come to right. our attention that you've entered into an inappropriate relationship with someone who is not gabby or Rachel. right someone behind the scenes or someone like that you met in Amsterdam. I mean, you, just you could say anything. Anything. They they have taken a free hand with this sort of thing before. And by the way, it is incredible drama. They love it. I do not see them wasting. Yeah, the they they would not just like throw that opportunity away, and and send Logan off in like the actual most anticlimactic way possible. because especially because they could just like wait for Gabby to send him home. Like it, it's clear. Like Gabby later was like. I was never going to bring Logan to hometowns. They talk with their producers. I'm sure they would know that he was going to go home soon. If they didn't want to make a storyline out of it, they could have just let her send him home in like two days. None of it adds up for me as a theory, unfortunately, as fun as I find it. I agree. Also, Zachary Reality posted that and confirmed to us that he did get a tip that he considers to be uh, fairly solid that Logan did get COVID and that two other crew members also got COVID. I mean, so look, I guess guys, he COVID, was getting is pretty here. cozy with crew members more than he was getting with Gabby. I mean, who, <laughs> who Gabby are you in, in a tiny room without airflow more? <laughs> no, the producer true. conducting your ITMs or the bachelorette? They were in like a that's very right. high ceilinged warehouse. That's true. Someone also, I guess you can't get COVID from whipped cream nipples. I mean, nipples are just not right. They don't emit membrane. the aerosols. Yeah. Someone also responded to uh, the Bachelor whatever account on Instagram saying that they'd know someone in production and it wasn't COVID. Quote, they just didn't like how he switched sides. <laughs> Which like, like, doesn't make sense. I don't understand. They loved that. They turned it into a storyline. Yeah. No, they actually deeply needed that and he was the only one that they could get to do that that seems like a theory that you come up with from just like watching the show and being like i don't understand what's happening here maybe they were just mad at him doesn't make sense to me 
I think all the rumors are most likely bullshit. I also kind of asked around to a couple people and like no one had heard anything that compelled me to believe that this was a massive conspiracy theory. It's just so weird because the way that they handled it was like, Gabby, I'm so sorry. Logan has COVID. And then going to the guys and being like, there's been a situation. No, to be clear, they brought this upon (laughs) themselves. And then Fleiss and then was like, out here. We can't here have the cocktail party because of it, but then we will have the rose ceremony as normal, like one day later. Because they also don't like to indicate passage of time in any sort of uniform way. So we like have, they gave no context as to their COVID protocols, except that Logan was swiftly removed from one after party. It was very bizarre. And they definitely did this to themselves. So like, for anyone who's been compelled by the conspiracy theories, know that I have been too. And this is certainly the show's fault to an extent. But I, I think I think it's like Occam's razor here. Like he yeah. just got think- COVID during a time when COVID was around. Occam's razor, people get COVID all the time. Also Occam's razor. People have really bad COVID protocols now and yeah. they don't make any sense anymore. Also, Occam's Razor, their editing is not very good this season. So I understand yeah. it's a lot to juggle. They're having trouble cobbling it together. Um, so Logan, after uh, his exit, posted an Instagram with like a long caption statement. Now it's like also a thing where like whenever guys leave the show, they have to post a long statement. That's like, I'm so sorry for everything that happened before and during the show. I'm sorry that everyone found out that I'm garbage. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's basically sort of a mea culpa statement. I got to say, I was expecting Logan to take more of a heel turn than he ultimately did. So I felt sort of sympathetic to him by the time he got COVID and had to leave. He really didn't do like <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't but great. It wasn't like, like he could have done so much worse. And yeah. then he just got along with everyone on Gabby's side. Like he didn't really cause more drama after the switching. As far as we know, as far as we know, he as caused as a lot saw. of drama and they wanted to hide it for some reason. Yeah, so he posted a long comment, you know, thanking both of the women and uh, apologizing to Rachel for adding more difficulty to an already challenging journey and thanking Gabby for taking a chance on him. And he said, watching myself on Monday nights gave me a different perspective. I will always be someone who will steer with their heart, whether it is popular or not. But in the future, I want to lead with intention and pursue with purpose. I'm ready to bring those lessons back into my life. So you heard it here first, ladies. Logan is never going to fuck around again. He's done with changing his mind midstream. <laughs> um, yeah. And then he talked about sort of the mental health, uh, his mental health history and, and how going through the gauntlet of The Bachelorette and its fandom has impacted his mental health. And like this. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Like, this is not surprising at this point. We know that just being on the end of any kind of mass level of feedback, even if even if a lot of it's good, is just very overwhelming. And so I do think that a lot of people who come off of this show just have a hard time and need the support of their communities. And 
therapist. I said to it before. Kind of cope with that. I'll say it again. I think that we need to end reality TV and just go back <laughs> to fiction only. Like we need to be having these conversations about fictional characters so that we can get out all our judgmentalness on people who can't be hurt. And no one is listening to my good idea. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about a couple just tiny little tidbits. Um, Not hardly even gossip, but still fun. Just things I liked. (laughs) Eric's safe word was not shared on the last episode, but he did share it on Instagram. We really wanted to know. And here it is. Pineapple. Pineapple. The literal safe word that Claire was like, you know, the classic safe word, (laughs) pineapple. I honestly, I was almost surprised that Johnny offered pumpkin because I was like, usually people say pineapple, but I wonder if Eric went first and just like took the classic one. And everyone else was like, oh, now I have to think of something (laughs) else. And then Johnny was doing word association. He's like, pumpkin. So Eric and I, we're on the same wavelength, like most people picking safe words out there, in my opinion. And, you know, I don't think Eric's such a bad guy. People have really turned against Eric, but that's a guy who's thinking I, I can really get behind. I don't know. I like <laughs> Eric. Uh, also, Zach's uncle is Patrick Warburton, actor <laughs> and, and voice actor from Seinfeld and Family Guy. David Putty. So that's a fun fact. Yeah, yeah, Putty from Seinfeld. He is going to, I guess, be on Hometowns because he was featured in the promo. Uh, thank you to former producer Harry for bringing this to our attention before we caught it. Yeah, I, was I literally too busy, like analyzing Rachel's outfits in each shot to pay attention to family members and whether they were famous, but. I miss everything except which parents seem to be yelling at the lead. Like, that's the only thing that I that I register during these. I don't notice outfits. I don't notice celebrity relatives. Um, I mean, it is a coup to get your celebrity relative to actually come. I think we can all remember how hard it was when Aaron Rodgers did not come to Jordan I mean, Aaron Rodgers did not even go to JoJo and Jordan's wedding. So, yeah. That was that was rough. Um, but we do have like fairly often we have like a celebrity lookalike parent. Um, I'm thinking of Blake Moynes' mom right now. Uh, I think like sometimes there's just a parent where you're like, wow, that looks exactly like that beloved character actress. But it's just Blake's mom. Um, but in this case, actually, Patrick Warburton. So Zach has such an interesting family <laughs> history. Can't wait to I know. meet them. I need more. I we I it really is making me realize how little we know about all of these men. Like I yeah. just realized that Jason is Jewish, and yeah, I got really excited. We just learned that Jason is Jewish, and Zach hasn't even mentioned crypto, and apparently it's like a crisis roiling his family. Plus Patrick Warburton, plus, so plus his famous uncle. <laughs> so much to learn. So much to learn about these men. Thank God for Instagram. And now it is time for us to take a quick break. And when we get back, we actually have a lot more to talk about because we got to get into Maddie Pruitt's engagement and Tyler Cameron's extreme chaos. Can you keep up? I like love it. If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> 
Turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is like the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. 
Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. Springtime vibes are in the air. And when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out, you won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space, and even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer Talon has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop, how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and Get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Maddie Pruitt of Pilot Pete season. Wow. She has been taking her, her relationship out on the town in the past few months. She has been dating the billionaire son grant trout for about eight months and what do you know they are now engaged because they understandably would like to bone i mean 
Yeah. I mean, well, <laughs> can I'm you just, blame this is This is what they said. Like, to be clear, they did a live about their engagement. And they did explicitly say. In we want a bone. Not those exact words, but yes. I mean, Christians have hormones, too. Like, people don't understand this, but, like, Christians can't have sex, but they do want to. And that is difficult. Um, they, they got engaged after uh, eight months. And, I believe of on course, my announced it in a photo, one of those classic photos where they're, like, kissing in the background and the whole foreground is just her hand showing off the ring. Um, oh, yeah. Right I to the camera. That. Like the ring is in focus and they're like barely even in the frame. Um, they clearly did some sort of like beach photo shoot um, to announce their engagement. And seven, yeah, 731 22. When I was celebrating my 35th birthday, <laughs> Madison was getting engaged. And I love that for both of us. I think that just two beautiful things happening at the same time. I mean, we're we're happy that that Maddie has found the person that she wants to spend her life with um yes she i can't say that grant is like to my taste but maddie and i are no. very different people right um, yeah i don't think that like the two of us and maddie are looking for the same things from a partner and that's okay yeah well we're gonna have to get into what she's looking for in a partner a little bit there was but some, first. like, controversy about whether their engagement photos were, like, too staged. I feel like people were like, oh, this is such a staged photo shoot. And it's like, yeah, she's, like, a very... I mean, she was in... Famous influencer. <laughs> I'm gonna say, though, this was, like, extra staged. Like, to I'm like, first of all, you're in a wedding gown for this proposal. Which, yeah, it's okay to know that it's happening. Plenty of people do. I, I get it. I would also argue that maybe they were, that it had already happened. Like, is this really Yeah, the I was actual actually wondering proposal? if it was somewhat a recreation. It seems like a Especially when we <laughs> watched, or just, yeah, I do wonder if it was a recreation. Uh, because I watched the video that they posted after their photo carousel. Oh and God. I was talking to Lizzie from Game of Roses about this. And we were like, it really sounds like they're mic'd up in this video. Like I mean, it really does. And I, but don't, like, here's the thing we I want people to go on The Bachelor. I mean, it's like the Katie Thurston thing, too, where she, you know, when she was announcing her relationship with, with John, RIP, um, <laughs> to their relationship, they're both alive. Yeah. Um, and I liked them together, so I'm sad, but like, she was announcing their relationship and we were like, oh, it's so overproduced. Like it was like this whole like multi-day like lead up and then this little video with the Taylor Swift song to like announce that they were starting to date and the whole like, oh, producing my own happiness uh, sort of sentiment. And like, it's a lot like it can be a little um, off-putting, but at the same time, we are selecting for craves. and it's what we're selecting for a group of people who also want that for their lives like they want to go True. on a show where they are wearing a wedding gown to get proposed to and then there are a bunch of photos and they're mic'd up to give an interview and you, like you really make a good point claire they missed out on their opportunity to do that on the show or it didn't work out so like why wouldn't they just want to like have that again this I'm is maddie's saying, chance just own it just be like this is what you wanted 
there I, were yeah. mics. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, fa- I find it hilarious and wonderful. And I respect anyone who wants to do, you can do whatever you want for your engagement and create whatever content you want. And I also believe that people who go on The Bachelor are like forever kind of every, like their followers forever kind of demand that romantic content. So I I totally understand yeah. the impulse. I just found it funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Like most people, like even if they know they're, even if they don't get engaged in advance or something like this, they probably know it's coming. I'm sure they talked about it. Maybe he knew this was what she wanted. And the minute that she saw the beautiful dress laid out for her, she knew that today was the day. I don't know how they did it exactly, but it's clear that it was, that it was exactly what they wanted. I just like, I hate how it becomes like expected. It's like now everyone's going to have to do this, you know, and you, you're out here, not an influencer, (laughs) not, you know, making money off of your engagement photos, but still being like, oh my God, I have to find the perfect dress for my engagement. Now I need to hire a videographer. Hire a videographer. My engagement. Like that's a, it's just a bridge too far. Yeah. This whole concept of like a photo of your engagement, like. I don't think that a photo was taken of me on the day that I got engaged, like at all. (laughs) I know people who did like have a photographer kind of like waiting. They had like a plan, but there, there was no like microphone. Yeah, I was engaged. I got engaged after work. So like I was not like in a romantic location. And all of your followers (laughs) are worse off for it. Exactly. And I'm missing out. Um, So. They went on to do sort of like a live video chat. I forget on what platform, um, but it sort might, of was, was it sharing Instagram more. Live? Possibly that they, they were sharing. They went more. live. <laughs> yeah, they went live. They took to live. So they they shared more about like the process of like coming to decide to get married. And Oh man, you guys, it's like every time that I hear him talk or like see him write something, I'm just like, I don't like your personality. Like, (laughs) it's not for me. I like, I actually, I liked watching Maddie. I find her personality sweet. His personality, (laughs) I'm going to be honest. His vibes, I'm not charmed by. Bad. (laughs) So. They did this this chat and she sort of talked about how when they first met, she was like, oh, yeah, he's great. He like checks a lot of boxes. But like there was one moment when it really changed for me. I think we have a clip. But then there's this part of me that was like, OK, but does he have like this this swag? Like, does girl, he have, she don't know. Does he have this know. like, you know, I don't know. Like, is there another side of him where we can just like turn on some Justin Bieber, some Drake, like and just chill and vibe? And so we get in the car and he opens my door and he's like, do you mind if we just like drive around downtown and I just turn on some Drake? And I was like, huh. I was like, do you lost it? I was like, do you want to get married? <laughs> That's all it takes. He's like one of just, the most popular recording artists in I, the world. I think world. he might be or at one time was like the number one on all of Spotify internationally. Like it's not a personality to like to Drake. listen to Drake. 
do you, do you have swag? Like, do you like Justin Bieber? Like, what is happening in, in this in the world? Yeah. I, Since when is Justin Bieber the arbiter of swag? I also these are I'm just gonna say these are two of the whitest white people, yeah, to ever exist. Yeah, it, this made it me feels so uncomfortable. Deeply appropriative. I was. It's very uncomfortable. Literally, like the son of a billionaire. Like An MLM billionaire who made money just telecom MLM like incredible a little too on the nose and so like there's just something so deeply demoralizing about the way that now it's like just like to see the the culture and like the the language and the just like the vibe of black culture just being like appropriated by like someone who is just like a white scion of like grifter (laughs) and just like that is swag now I guess it's just being frankly frankly this is this is the American story it is and I mean look Maddie is also an interesting person Maddie is like a preacher influencer now I feel like we don't talk about this enough her Instagram is all clips of her like giving sermons I went down a weird rabbit hole on TikTok and found these videos. Maddie is featured heavily on her church's TikTok and they have like a separate, I think like youth ministry account. And she did this whole series about making the choice to like save herself for marriage and how it's like a hard thing to talk about because some people don't make that choice and then they feel ashamed. Yeah. It marks me every day, you know? (laughs) Same. Yeah. No, her whole Instagram is just like engagement photos or it's like a clip of her with like one of those little like flesh-colored microphones attached to her cheek being like... It's the like hipster John 317, right? Here's what he says. The Lord says, and that means your moment is coming, right? You just have to let the Lord bring it to you. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. When did I follow a televangelist? (laughs) I didn't know that's what this account was. That's really, it's like, but she also sells sweatshirts. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I think that this is an entire subgenre of influencers. Like the Christian influencer is such a type because it's exactly what you just said. You can both preach to the masses and sell shit. And sell shit. Yeah, that's Which real. Which consider that evangelizing any religion is, in essence, being a salesperson. It's true. Yeah, like the, the televangelists were the ultimate influencers. And I, yeah, it's just... It's so not my vibe. And I'm always just like confused to find that I've stumbled through some like backdoor of Instagram into this. Then I'm like, oh, it's because she was on The Bachelor. I know her. Also, um, you're like, can you imagine Pilot Pete? No. Dating that like it is so this is the worst match ever. It's hard for me to like remember what drew them together. I guess just like sheer animal attraction. Yeah, even... it, it honestly makes no sense. I'm like, I can't, I, I almost can't think of two people in Bachelor World who are less suited yeah. to each other. 
speaking of sheer animal attraction, she did mention also that one reason that they didn't want to wait a long time before they got engaged was that they were waiting until marriage. Yeah, um, he's like, uh, wrap it up, wrap it up. He said, I, he says in the background, <laughs> he's like, we gotta. And I get that. I mean, also, like, to be fair, by bachelor standards, eight months is actually a very long courtship pre-engagement. That's true. We're talking about a person who was ready to get engaged after spending a collective, like, 72 hours with someone. Yeah. Maybe. Here's what I will say. It's it's not, I think, a healthy way to raise young people with the idea that they need to plunge into a lifelong important commitment to another person in order to finally be able to like give in to their hormonal urges to have sex. Um, but it does make a lot of sense to me to, if you're living within that, to be like, we could, if we weren't religious, just like move in together or we could quasi move in together and sort of start our lives, start our lives together. We can't really start our lives together until we get married. And, you know, so, let's so we're getting married. That. Like that does make sense to me. I don't think that it's like a good, <laughs> a good or healthy system uh, for marriages ultimately to be formed in. But it does make, you know, coming from that kind of background myself as a raised Catholic, like I probably, if I were, if I were still observing that kind of idea of sex before marriage, once I started, you know, dating in my twenties, I probably also would have been like, can we just like get Get married? married. Like, we're going to get married. Let's just do it. (laughs) Let's just get out of the way. (laughs) Um, Cause yeah. Cause you see your peers like basically starting their lives together just without that formality. And you're like, we should just do that too. Um, I don't know. It's, I wish them the best. Um, I I wish them the best. I wish grant that he give all his money away. Um, (laughs) just cash grants just to whoever needs it. And uh, I I also would just humbly request (laughs) that he refrain from loud interjections in videos that I might see. And also never again, utter the words, Maddie Trizzy Trout. Yeah, I don't like that. They were discussing how she's going to be changing her last name, but like she has a very strong connection to Pruitt. Everyone calls her Maddie Prue. And Grant helpfully said that she's now Maddie Trizzy Trout. I can't can't even imagine going from Madison Pruitt to Maddie Trizzy Trout. That's your new name. (laughs) I'm just going to say Pruitt is a better last name i don't know sorry patriarchy you don't get to keep it you don't get to keep it um so let's move on let's move on uh i'm dying with secondhand embarrassment i need to move on so tyler cameron knows how to keep himself in the news cycle i gotta say he has never been too far from relevance since coming off hannah brown season and it's, he's really been popping off lately. So in July, that was a month ago, he went public <laughs> with his relationship with Paige Lawrence, model, designer, whatever. And last week, after four weeks of dating, he announced on E's Daily Pop that they had broken up. 
And he said, it wasn't the right time. It wasn't good for us. And he said, so we're back on just not dating anymore <laughs> and just doing our own we're thing. We're back right on now. that. We're back on that. Back on that thing where we're just not involved. We're just not. We have nothing to do with each other. We're back on that thing. (laughs) He's like, we both have tons of respect and love for each other. That's great. I really love that framing. And I (laughs) wish I had used that in like all of my breakups. Like we're We're just just back to not existing in each other's lives. We're just back to that thing where like, I don't really know that he exists. Right. Um, It's not a big deal. Like three months ago, we weren't dating. Now we're not dating again. (laughs) We've just toggled back. Like the switch (laughs) moved over here. We've just switched it back to where it was before. Status quo. Paige then responded in a TikTok comment. Ha ha. Had no idea he was talking to media. Big smiley face. But I'm not embarrassed. I stepped away. Just weird. So it kind of seems like she was the one to end things it, is what this implies to me. Yeah, he she is definitely implying that she ended things and also is like implying that he maybe wasn't supposed to talk about it. <laughs> like it, that she was sort of taken aback that he's he like, I have so it. much love and respect for her that I didn't even tell her that I was going to tell the world that we are broken up. I mean, I have to say in Tyler's defense, it was in response to a direct question about how their romance was going. Like, I truly don't oh, know what he was supposed to say. OK, no, that really seems fair then. That's not really him talking to the media. Right. It, the it's only thing he, like, that he could do then. Statement. The only thing he could do then is like, have his manager press person be like cute to be speaking about his romantic life. Right. This is just the tough thing about having a public romance and breakup after four weeks is like, it's hard to really have that kind of comfort coordinating these things, but you do need to be able to be like, all right, we got to be on the same page. Like, are we going to take questions about our relationship and public appearances or for media outlets? If this so, what are we going to say? Public. Sounds fucking awful. Yeah. Like the minute that you end things, you just got to like send out your little like itinerary for how the rollout of the breakup is going to go. Like you can't just leave it up to him because then he's going to go into an interview. They're going to be like, how are things with Paige? And he's going to be like, oh, we broke up. What? I don't know. Uh, We're doing that thing where we're doing the thing we were doing before we were dating. (laughs) We're not dating. Um, So that's a shame. Like, it was a very short relationship. That's rough. It's rough to deal with the stress of going public and then have I'm it. I'm going to say that end. Tyler seems to be enjoying the single life. I definitely think he is. I think this was, like, his first relationship since breaking up with another model last year, Camila Kendra. And I'm going to say that two days ago, Page Six published a report that says Tyler Cameron parties with mystery woman in NYC. After I've been seeing nothing split. of like Dumas reports of him out with like, he's out with a blonde. He's out with a brunette. He's out I'm with like, a blonde. I think he's just out. He's just like a very attractive 29 year old man who lives in New York city and is really out here getting all the numbers he can. And that is his right. It is his right. Um, it is his right. I do feel like maybe that should give people pause about taking advice from him about, you know, finding relationships. relationships. But, you know, that's his right. I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> so Tyler has also been out here just fueling rumors that he hates Rachel Kirkconnell, Matt James's 
girlfriend, his erstwhile best friend, Matt, because... This is the most chaotic shit. Like, he did not need to fuel any of these rumors. This is, like, on Tyler. This time, I think it's on Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) He, it's, I guess, basically, he and Matt have not been seen hanging out as much anymore. Which, like, Matt and Rachel don't live in New York, so... I mean, this makes sense. Like when you're like a young single guy and you live with a roommate who's a good friend of yours, you spend a lot of time together. You do they stuff were, like, together in their own buddy comedy, right? It's almost like that that person fills a role that like a romantic partner might. If you had a romantic partner, it's like you do you. They're your default person for doing things with. Once one of you has a partner, you have to negotiate. Where does that time go? Who do you travel with if a trip is being planned? Matt's been doing his thing with Rachel. That makes sense. Um, But Matt did say recently that the two had a, quote, love-hate relationship, which seemed unusual because why would you have such a heated dynamic with the friend of your boyfriend? So... Matt seeds this a little bit, I think. And then Tyler was asked about it a couple weeks ago by Us Weekly. And he said, you know, we're just, you know, Matt and I are older. We've, Matt's like found a, a partner. We're spending less time together. It's natural. Our lives have just like kind of diverged. It's just what happens as you get older. But then he went on, which I think was unnecessary. <laughs> And said, quote, we just have our own ways of clashing. I don't like listening to people sometimes. And she's strong and she has a really good opinion on a lot of things. And sometimes I don't want to hear it. What? (laughs) I I mean, I do feel like he's putting this on himself. But it is also just unnecessary. It's like very easy to read between the lines of a statement like that. Like, that doesn't sound like what you would say to the press about your friend's girlfriend that you think is amazing and you're a big fan. No. I mean, and he's saying that they clash. Right. Yeah, he's like, I think we clash because we're just both passionate people in what we believe in. I'm what like, is okay, that mean, where, Tyler? where are you diverging? What are your different beliefs? I have many questions. So many questions. But he's like, but we've also learned from each other. What have you learned? Rachel has obviously, like, said nothing. <laughs> right. Rachel's just out here, like, making, like, quesadillas with Matt and posting TikToks about it. Yeah, honestly, they doing. seem really happy. <laughs> um, but here's something that probably won't help. There was a recent Dumois tip claiming that the tipper sat behind Tyler at a restaurant and overheard him, quote, talking shit about Rachel the whole time. I mean... Look, that is a topic of conversation you might have at a lunch. You just really start going in on a friend's partner that you don't like. I believe it happened. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's also like I totally believe it didn't happen because Dumois rumors are completely unverified. So, oh yeah, yeah, no, it definitely could have not happened. But I, but it also wouldn't be surprised if it if it did happen. And yeah. Look, people I just, bent and like listen. it sucks to have your private conversations leaked, but also, buddy, you gotta speak yeah. more quietly in a public setting. Yeah. You're I, a famous person. Like, 
you already know that these rumors of friction between you have sparked national news coverage. Like, why are you talking loudly about it at a restaurant in New York, like a trendy, sceny <laughs> restaurant in New York? I mean, here's this the thing. same Dumois tip also said, and then he got the waitress's number, which <laughs> yeah. just chef's kiss. Listen, I've always liked Tyler. I think that Tyler is fundamentally a guy with some good qualities and some good attitudes. But I do think that he is like the ultimate example of a guy who got absolutely ridiculous sexual capital from going on this franchise. And I just don't think that anyone can. The most of anyone who's ever been on this show. He's dating like supermodels now. Like there's no one who has like been vaulted into the the dating class for lack of a better right. word. Wells Wells really stumbled in there. And like listen, Tyler is like Leonardo DiCaprio. Now. Like he's dating multiple like model, like supermodel. <laughs> like it's just He was on SNL. It's just it's all out of all proportion. Like I like Tyler, but like I do feel like it is impossible for him to not get high on his own supply at this point and it definitely seems like it's happening. Like he's just getting messy. And I, it saddens me that this, this show just takes nice seeming hot men and just inflates their heads to such a degree um, that they have no choice but to talk shit about their buddy's girlfriend uh, in a very veiled way in Us Weekly. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to say this ca- This cannot be good for Matt and Tyler's relationship. I would just like to see him find a way to stay out of these news stories yeah, and just, like let his stop. friend be happy. Just stop talking about it. If someone asks, you say, they're really happy and I'm happy for them. And you don't have yeah. to say anything else. Yeah. You could just stop talking. You absolutely them. don't. Um, speaking of relationships that we don't even know very much about at all, but we're so happy for them. We had a, a, a few Bachelor Nation weddings and engagements not yet mentioned uh, over the past few weeks. Jed Wyatt, famously the finalist on Hannah Brown's season, only to get dumped on camera for allegedly having a girlfriend at home who is now engaged to Hannah Brown's brother. <laughs> wow. Incredible web. <laughs> Jed got engaged to his girlfriend, Ellen Decker. I just want to take a moment. To Jed. Yes. Congrats. They've been together for years. I think that it's just so weird and interesting that all the people involved in this classic bachelor, bachelorette drama explosion have just been in stable relationships for years now. And like, bless. They're like all doing well. I, this is, that's what I want for everyone who's involved in some drama. Just like get into a good relationship, (laughs) treat your partner well, be treated well, and just... We are like live the, your the ravenous public that the publicist like is trying to placate when they turn to like the celebrity and they're like, we just need to get you in a relationship like <laughs> with like a person with a good reputation and that will like mend your image. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> You're like, that's I deeply want that. I want, I'm just like, oh, Chad, glad he's happy. And then I like never have to think about him again. Exactly. Uh, Emily. I like, it's really at this point, I'm like, why was I ever so mad at him? I don't know. I, again, it's just like what he did was like not good. And I think Hannah was totally right to be 
super upset and to dump him. But it is just yes. like this thing where it's like magnified to the point where you're like, does the whole country need to be this mad at right. one guy who pulled some <laughs> shit like this? Um, we all need to let people move on eventually and and get engaged to their girlfriend, Ellen Decker. Um, so Emily Ferguson of Ben Higgins season, she's one of the Ferguson twins got married. She married her longtime boyfriend, William Carlson, a Swedish ex-NHL player. They're both so blonde. And he's also blonde. He's like an aspiring gambling magnate. Is he? Oh, because they, well, I guess they live in Vegas. Well, he played for the Las Vegas Golden Knights, I want to say. And Greg is going to be really mad at me if I don't remember the name of the team. Um, But he also has in his bio that he is the co-founder of Lads Gaming Club, which Mm. like I can't find like anything on really except an Instagram account that has like 14 followers. So maybe it's very much in the embryonic stage. But it seems like that is his next venture because I think he just recently retired from the NHL. Well, you know what? I'm just relieved that both of the Fergusons are married to NHL ex-hockey players and uh, thriving, thriving. And, And they got married within months of each other. And I think that is just all they wanted for their lives. And I'm glad that they, you know, achieved achieved their twin wedding dreams but each got to have their their beautiful special moment if you were a twin would you want to be the twin who got married a few months earlier or a few months later second wedding first wedding honestly it's it's hard to say i can see the advantages of both like everyone's is everyone kind of exhausted yeah i think by the time you get to the second wedding yeah i think maybe you go first yeah i think you're right because then like part of your whole preparatory period is like consumed by like the first twins wedding. Let's let's see some some dissension here. I'm sure that they both they should fight. Is wonderful engagements no, and weddings. I'm so happy for both of them, and I did consume all of the content they each gave us, and for that, you know, I'm just grateful. Uh, we also saw that Bennett Jordan of Clacia's season got engaged to his girlfriend Emily Chen. He's like. A Zen guy and a beard guy now. He's really lenient to his beard. Also, their engagement photos on Instagram were like very cowboy hat forward. They were like hashtag ranch life. I'm like, remember when Bennett was like a finance guy in New York City? Like that was his entire brand. I mean, I will say that it do- he does sort of give me the like George W. Bush, like I'm from Connecticut <laughs> and I wear boat shoes, but like I have a ranch now. Like th- that is kind of the vibe. Oh, to you me. know what? That does. That really does fit. Yeah. Uh, happy for them. Um, again, always happy to see another Bachelor Nation person safely released from the clutches of paradise. <laughs> uh, and I think that brings us to the end of our gossip sheet for this week. This was really a blast. We covered a lot. I'm proud of us. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Some of it more fun than others. Yeah. But luckily, luckily there was a good deal of fun because that is really what I want from my reality TV and from my reality TV gossip. I want to laugh. Yeah. And I want the stakes to be low. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
The stakes can never be low, Emma. This is, we live in a society. And uh, that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Tamika Weatherspoon. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please follow us wherever you get the podcast, rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, tell all your friends about our show. It really helps new people come to us. If you want to get in touch, you can always email us at clarenemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clarenemmapod. And you can find our newsletter rich text on Substack at clarenemma.substack.com. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week for Hometowns. Stitcher. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.